We are back. Happy New Year, everyone. <coughs> happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. It's good to be back. Um, it is good to be back. I'm a bit dusty. I thought I'd start this pod into the new year. I'm a bit dusty. Um, but we turn up. We get shit done. And it's yes. an exciting new year. It is good Woo! to be back. Um, it's time to party. It's time to party. That's I guess um, my dog. <coughs> I guess a lot's happened. Over, already like, coughing. I know. New year and he's already coughing. And I know. Bloody. It is so hot. Um, so, what were you going to say there? A lot's happened over the last couple of weeks. Well, what's been going on? What's well, happened? We both went back to the UK. Oh, yeah, we did. Um, which was uh, which was interesting. Bloody beautiful. So, had a great time. Managed to get the Rona as well, which was uh, which was fun. Did some isolation. Yeah. And uh, didn't get any symptoms. Didn't get any symptoms, thankfully. He's still positive. I have never tested negative. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I hope no one from the government's listening. I know. Fuck it up. Why are you joking? He's, uh, he's negative. Yeah, I have tested. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to finish that sentence and lie. Um, um, but yeah, we did go home. <clears throat> I also, Hello, sir. I also ended up getting um, corona as well while I, was in, while I was in London, in England. And luckily... My cousin at the time was flying to Greece with his girlfriend, so I had his apartment to mm. myself. Thank goodness for that, because mm. dear knows what I would have done. It was uh, it was good to be back. It was good to go home and see everyone. Um, it was like I think even after like the third day, I already missed the sunshine, mm. good coffee, daily dips. I just missed it, man. I was like, I just want to go home. Like it's really cool to see everyone, and it is lovely. I do miss everyone, but I think. Once you know, once uh, I think after a while of living here, and you get used to a certain like lifestyle, sort of lifestyle, it's mm. really hard. Yeah, to, I like agree. acclimatize. The coffee's so bad in the UK, man. Oh, shut up! No, it's not, bro. It's awful. No, it's it's not. all. I'm it's saying not. it is awful. It's not. It, You're obviously just going to shitty coffee shops. Well, like in my area, there's not that many coffee shops. Yeah, you live in bloody Edgware. Yeah. Yeah. So don't blame. Don't blame. No, the whole, but all over the like, whole like UK on look, shit coffee. One sec. You can get these cool little niche places, which I have been to, but I'd say in general. A lot of the coffee's pretty shit. Like a lot, a lot of the coffee is is pretty wank. I went there and I was like, "Can I get a, like the coffee extra hot?" And as I ordered it, I'm like, "They're gonna burn the coffee beans." I know they're gonna burn the coffee. And I got it, and it just tasted like a cup of piss. So I just loved it. It was only a quid though. It's it's a lot cheaper in the UK than it is here. Um, yeah, it is. It bloody is. I used to think the coffee <coughs> here was quite cheap, and then when I went home, I was just like, "Shit, that's like proper proper cheap." Yeah, like less than half. Hold on one second. I got loads of Greg's. I got. We'll just pause this. I don't find. Uh, and I'm back. You'd think Dan would just fill the the empty noise and just talk in the podcast I'm, instead I'm, of just sitting and just staring into the abyss. I'm pretty hungover, so when you're um, on my own, I just start thinking about hungover. I am. But anyway, what was I going to say there? I've lost train, the, my train. Oh, I was going to say I don't think Greg's is great. What? Yeah. Mate. You're, you're so basic. Mate. You're so basic. The fact that you think <laughs> Greg's is actually unreal just Bro, baffles me. So I think it's like, okay, I think is I'm kind of in, in two places of this, right? Okay, I could just this. think it's really good because of like nostalgia. It's and nostalgia. It's that I've, it could be. It is that. It could be. It's, it is that. <laughs> okay, but... And also, I've been away for ages, so going back. But it is a very common thing amongst you know people from back home that when they know you're going home, they're like, "Oh my god, you're going to try Greg's and all that yeah, kind of stuff." It's, it's like you appreciate the small. It's because there isn't a place like that here. It's like, like you were like signing off about bloody uh, Domino's, and I'm just like, "Bro, don't what? fucking no, 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 no." Listen, listen, listen. No, no, I'll take the coffee. Of all the things, I'll take the Greg's. Don't be all cussing things, Domino's, bro. Of all the things that you could have enjoyed about back home, oh my god. you're talking about Greg's. And Domino's. Oh my god, it's so good. The big garlic and herb dip, pepper. They have pizza. garlic and herb dip here. Nah, bro, it's not the same. It's not the same. If you've had Domino's back home, I you've have. had Domino's here. I have. You can't tell a difference. No. No, it does not taste the same. It does not taste the same. same. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It just all right, if we do the a The menu is pretty much the same as well. It's completely different. The menu is utterly different. They've got like a here, they've got like a chicken and camembert. We don't have that back in the UK. There are so many different things to do with the pizza. They call it different. Our Domino's back home is very similar to, to the one in the US. The one here is completely different. That's not just like an opinion. The one in the US that is, is a different. fact. 
It's not. The one in the UK is very similar to, to the one in the US. Very different. They're, they're like a lot more similar than here. Here it takes like cardboard. Nah, it doesn't. Nah, mate. I'm not. Nah. You don't know what he's talking about. You don't know what he's talking about. You're chatting shit. You're not, you're a, you're not shit. a food connoisseur. You're, you're not a pizza connoisseur. I'm a, I'm a food connoisseur. No, you're not. I am very... You're pa- shit I've got, at food I've got a shit su- at movies. I've got a sushi tattoo that and I've got the word hummus. That means nothing. I can go and get a sushi <clears> tattoo today and be like, yeah, I'm a food connoisseur. I'm How does you having sushi on your leg mean that you're a food... means nothing. I've lived by faith in my back. Doesn't mean I'm passionate about the Lord. You're not. No, I'm passionate about myself. <laughs> I live by faith within myself. Live by faith. Mm. How long ago? How long ago did that myself. tattoo? How long ago did you get that tattoo? Uh, got it when I was turned eighteen, so almost eleven years. Live by faith. Yeah. I hope my mum doesn't see me do that. <laughs> I don't think. I don't, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't live by that faith. I live by faith in myself now. How did you find being back in the UK? What do you think? I, what are your like, takeaways? I thoroughly enjoyed myself, not going to lie. I think two weeks. Two weeks it was just enough, but then also two weeks wasn't long enough because of COVID. Um, COVID kind of like slowed the process of seeing people down and also like didn't get to see people that I wanted to because mm. they ended up testing positive, mm. which was annoying. But I think one thing I took away from going home is the fact that I'm not going to be moving back yeah. unless I bloody have to. Mm. Unless I have no choice and it's just like the last, my last option. I just, I feel like a lot of my friends, God bless y'all, they're like in just completely different places yeah. in life to me. We're all around the same age or whatever. Went to school, but most of the ones that I grew up with, went to school with, are married, married in, or engaged or married with a house, engaged with a house, got kids, got yeah. a dog, got the whole mortgage and Mm. stable job whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and as as great that is for them like i'm just as much as i would want that at some stage i'm just not at a place at the, mo- at the moment mm. and it's one of those things when you look at your friends that you grew up with and they're all like in the same town that you grew up in still with like the same partners that they've been with mm. since school and when you know you know but it's just like i wouldn't even know how i'd fit back into that that environment in that society you know what i mean mm. it's just like if i was to move back to lurgan like what would, where, who mm. would I be hanging out with? I think the same thing you know when, I, when I was like, I, 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 going back home, I always feel like I'm joining like the rat race again. Like it just reminds me of like feeling like I'm in a rat race. Like it's the whole purpose of there is just to earn as much money as I can. Mm. And I'm, you know, I don't speak for everyone when I say this, but this is just how I feel that I feel like when I did live at home, I all I look forward to is the weekend, and that the weekend is really good. When you versus before you moved here, like every Chile? every time I'm in London, when I've lived in London, okay. like it's it's pretty dark, it's cold. I'm always inside, so after work I always just go home, or you know you're always going to be inside somewhere. So I always feel like I'm just living for the weekend, <clears> trying <throat> to earn as much money as I can to, you know, get on it over the weekend to enjoy yeah. the short time I have before I go back to to the week. It's pretty where, much the same here. Well, what I notice here, for dips. well, what I notice here is there is so much more I do with my week. Like I don't just, in, I don't just look forward to to the weekend anymore. Mm. I don't wake up on a Monday and hate, you know, just fucking hate the week. There are so many things I do throughout my week yeah. that give me so much joy in uh, inside of work, outside of work, yeah. after hours. You know, there are so many more things I do. So it's like I don't just look forward to to the weekend yeah. anymore. And I think that is like a massive thing. I was thinking of the, like why I would find it so hard to move home, and I came to like two kind of answers as to why okay. the, the big thing like living where we do it's a very like community feel which mm. is it reminds me of living in university and i think that's something i've been like chasing for a really long time just having like a group of people around where you can just build like your own kind of ecosystem of people yeah and it is really awesome like everyone we know lives within like a five minute walk and it is really cool you mm-hmm. want to go for a beer we'll go for a beer you want to go for a swim we'll go for a swim i don't need to plan four or five days in advance mm. um so i would say that is like a really big thing back home everyone lives all over london so if yeah. you want to see that's someone long. you have to organize so many moving parts and it's mm. like oh I'm, i can't do it then i can't do it then as well. oh, i've just got home after work it's going to take me an hour to get there and it's just like that whole thing it makes it so difficult and then the weather mm. Th- those two things i know it's going back that my sleep was fucked mm. like it was completely wrecked just because dark all the time it gets dark all the time and so it is winter sh- but so like yeah but just yeah there's just no sun it really like messes with with like your 
um, with your sleep system because when you are used to it being you know dark in the very late evening and then really bright in the morning you yeah. can start regulating these things but I noticed I was going to sleep at like 12 1 in the morning and waking up at like 10 yeah and I'm like it, this is this is horrible I started taking Valium a lot more just so I could <laughs> yeah just so I could actually sleep because I'm there yeah. in bed and I'm like it's so pitch black at four o'clock already do, do I sleep am I meant to stay awake and it really messed with my my sleep my energy how I felt and I'm like I didn't realize because I've been back for I've been back for three years I didn't realize how much that would actually have an effect on me. I was like, this yeah. is fucked, you know? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting one because I remember like a few of my friends like obviously asked me about life here. Mm. I was like, why, why do you enjoy it so much? And I said, like, I think the main thing is is the, the genuine work-life balance that you can yeah. create for yourself. Like, I don't blame people for being somewhat like slightly depressed living home because... You can't, there, there is such a lack of work-life balance because when you wake up in the morning, especially in winter, it's pitch black yeah. and it's freezing. Yeah. You don't get any sun, so you're driving to work. You'd like, no one walks to work, mm. especially where I'm, where I'm from. You drive to work, you get into the office. In the office, you have your lunch. You don't leave the office to go and mm. have lunch. After that, you get back in your car, you drive home, you have dinner, and then you do it all over again. Mm. Like, there's no... Especially in winter and especially during the week, there's no like balance in terms of doing anything outside of work. And people don't want to do it because when it's cold and dark, like you have no motivation to do anything. And that's why I said to a lot of the guys that I was chatting to is that whenever you live in a place on the eastern suburbs, us in Bondi, and you have the beach there, when the and the weather's hot, like it's almost like disgraceful if you don't mm. at least go for a walk at least once yeah. and even something as simple as a walk just makes a massive difference even even like when i was home like my skin and stuff like i i take try to take good care of my skin and like the sun's obviously really good for that i mm. could actually like feel yeah like my skin mm. like changing and like felt like i was aging as i was there just because mm. there was no sun and even even though i was there for the two weeks and i was one to socialize loads it was almost like you had to like psych yourself up to just go outside because there was still no sun and it was bloody cold. Like I could have been content just sitting in the house because it was just like nice and warm, watch TV and it's Christmas. No. But then obviously I did socialize loads. But I think one of the key things I took about took away from that and also tell my friends just like the lifestyle that you get to live here. And even if it's not a lavish lifestyle, it's a good lifestyle. Yeah, 100%. It's like a healthy one. 100%. Loads of stuff I would do day to day is just free. Just being able to go outside, go for a swim, go mm. for a walk and all that kind of stuff. That's just all free. But it just brings so much happy. Like in the morning, just having a coffee, just sitting on the grass. Mm. Sun blazing. I'm just like, just, just sweating so, your tits off. so peaceful. Yeah. Just so relaxing. I'll see. Um, just seeing beautiful people everywhere. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I miss that so much. The Bundas. There was a oh. lack of Bundas in Belfast. I'll oh tell you that my much. God. Everyone in London's just wearing coats. Really, yeah, you're being just, catfish without even knowing it. Down your ankles, just like, oh, there's no Bundas. You have no idea what's going on underneath that jacket. <laughs> you're like, oh, this is oh. dodgy. But it's so, it's, you know what's interesting though? It's like, on. you being back home and seeing where everyone else is in life. And it's, I find that it was, it can be quite daunting. To people, it wasn't for me, but it, it it would be quite daunting to other people that go back home from Australia and see all their friends with a job, in a long-term relationship, mm. got a mortgage, got all this, about to get engaged, whatever, whatever. It can be quite a daunting experience for a lot of people if they were to go back and see that because I think a lot of people would look at that as how their life should be. And that's what I put in the notes here. It's like comparison is the thief of joy and yeah, people 100%. are at different stages in life. For me, looking at my friends doing what they're doing engage whatever like that doesn't it doesn't appeal to me at all where mm. i i know there will be people that would go back and see that yeah and think what the fuck went what am i doing yeah. in my life you know what i mean oh, it's the same Why? with some of my mates back home like i'm super happy for them mm. if they're doing that because it makes them happy i'm like awesome that's great yeah. for you but it just isn't something that really entices me yeah not i'm not really all. bothered about looking to get my first mortgage that's you know even if that's on my list at all mm. there are so many things i'm like i'm just not really bothered about like, thinking of ha having kids getting married all that yeah. kind of stuff i'm like i'm not trying to run anywhere i'm not yeah. trying to you know be at a different you place gotta run than, your own than, race than right you? now yeah 100 percent. it's a bloody marathon at the end of the day 100%. and that's why i said about being at home it feels just like i'm in a rat race i feel mm. like i'm just like jumping back into this blueprint that's been created that everyone has to just be on where it's like you get your job usually corporate you work yeah. your way up you're in that company for fucking 
X amount of time and then from there, you know, you get a missus, you get married, you have mm. kids and it's just... Like you're, it's, you're a product of your own environment as well. So if yeah. if you've grown up in an area or in an environment where people are doing what you're doing, getting the finance, getting a big corporate yeah. job in London, like you're going to think that's the way it's mm. going to be. Same with me when I was growing up. The blueprint for, for my town anywhere, the majority of us would... Because it's a big town, but it's big but small. So, like, if you did something, everyone knows your bloody business. Mm. If you cheat, the whole bloody town knows. And everyone's talking about it. Great, but that's conversation for another time. <laughs> um, it's kind of the same as here, though. Yeah, but, like, this but this is, like, a town. Like, this is, like, a smaller suburb, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but the blueprint for us in our town was primary school, junior high, um high school finish high school you probably have a girlfriend in high school that you you continue to date going to uni because most of us in our town don't even go away for uni they stay in northern ireland so they probably just go to belfast a lot of them don't even live on campus or live in belfast they just travel up and down so they still haven't left the hometown mm. still with the same person they're with and then they stay with them then you both graduate you probably <coughs> graduate get a job work for a couple of years mm. get engaged engagement and the engagement process maybe a year yeah and then you get married and then you get a house mm. and i'm looking at some of my friends like how have you afforded how have you afforded a mortgage <laughs> drug dealer i'm just i was just definitely drug i dealers. was chatting to one of my friends while i was home i was just like how are all of all of you even affording a mortgage like two years out of uni you've just got a job it's like maybe it's easy to get a mortgage i don't know but in my head know, just like mortgage system in my head, I'm just like, I've just come out of uni. I've already got, between, if I had a partner, between my partner and me, we have about, give or take, 60 grand in debt. Mm. And then now you've just spent, I don't know, 10,000 pounds on a ring for engagement. And then you're spending the guts of maybe 20,000 pounds on a wedding. And then you've got a more, like, where's this money coming from? It's a lot of debt. I I can't. I'm just like. There's no way at 25. Yeah. After I 23 when I left uni, would I have been able to afford? Even if I'd got a job straight out of uni, there's no way in hell I'd have been able to afford a ring. Yeah. Pay for a wedding and then get a house. I, mm. I I it baffles me and I'm so confused. I need to make some inquiries. Any of my mates back home who have done this, what? How how much money in debt or how? Drug dealers. How have you actually managed? Because it, it baffles me. I've mm. only got my finances together probably in the last two years. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's the same in the last. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I first came to Australia, I think I only had like a couple of grand and that was all the money I had in the world. I had and I was like $3,000 in my yeah. Aussie account and, and then I, I had to live off like, my credit card for about a year and a half. That's why I never got a credit card, man. It just stresses me out. I'm now no, looking if I didn't, one. If I didn't get my credit card be before, I tra- before I got to Australia you initially, be screwed. I'd have had to go, I would have had yeah, to go home or beg my mum for money, which I wouldn't have like, yeah, done. But it, it was about, it was like, I think it was like a £2,000 <coughs> limit. So it was about $4,000. Okay. $4, mm. So I pretty much lived off that for about three or four months. Mm. And then I got a job and then I was like slowly trying to pay it off, but it was in pounds. So then I'd have to like send the money back mm. to the UK and then I was losing money because I was like transferring it back with like fees and exchange rate and stuff. That took me so long to pay back. Like, Stress well, not long. It took me, that's a lie. It took me a bloody two years. So it wasn't that long. Mm. But yeah, like I just don't, I just can't comprehend yeah. how they've bloody done it. I'm telling you, man. It doesn't make sense. They're probably just drug dealers. You're not drug dealers. Coming back to um, Australia, so you had COVID. You said there were drug dealers like five times and just ignored you. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm just like, they're not drug dealers, shut up. You um, <laughs> you got COVID and you got over it in like five days, mate. You tested negative after five days. No, I... On a PCR. It's outrageous. So I, I did the test on the Monday. The results Bollocks. came back on the Tuesday as positive. And then on the flow test, I tested negative on the flow test by the Saturday. So Tuesday positive, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Five days. So like five, four or five days. That's such, that's just such bollocks, It was man. pretty much negative on the Friday because you couldn't even see yeah. the line. And then I did it on Saturday and then I was just like, yeah. You definitely isolated really well as well from when I spoke to you back home. Yeah, it's yeah. good isolation. You didn't have any kind of company. 
No, it was so boring. Yeah, no, it was really, yeah. yeah. Um, you did really well. And then did the PCR and it came back negative. Outrageous. And I was, obviously did to be honest, I was around people when I had COVID as well, but they never, they never, they got, never it. got it. My mum, yeah. my mum didn't get it because yeah, I was obviously mad. with, with her when I was technically positive and didn't know. Yeah. Um, and she didn't get it. So it's just one of those. I think it also comes down to like, I get from this variant, it comes down to like high health ER as well. Mm. Because my mum's like... I had no symptoms. That's a shock. But you're not, not even about the symptoms wise, but in terms of... Just getting just it. Just getting it. Because my mum's oh. like very on the ball when it comes to her health. Like she's always like, if she goes out in public mm. and then she comes home, she'll like wash her hands instantly. Or as soon as she gets in the car, she'll hand sanitize herself. Like when I was younger, if we ever, if we ever like went to church and people were coughing, as soon as we got home, she'd be like, take, take this. She'd like, just give me medicine because really? like... Especially in winter as well. Would that not be like the opposite effect? Because it means you're not building like natural antibodies to just deal with it. Where if you're always like... No, but but your antibodies just get built just throughout just living life and being around germs. Well, isn't that why doctors like don't always prescribe like um, antibiotics? Because they want you to just deal with things naturally. No, but it just depends. So like if you're in a room and there's fucking loads of people coughing, I think there's a good chance you're probably going to get like get sick. Mm. But like just living through life and being around germs, like that's how you build up antibodies. Doesn't mm. mean if there's people sick and coughing in your rooms, like, nah, I'm going to like take it all in. I want their germs. <laughs> just like soak it in. So like even stuff like that, she's like always wash your hands. Yeah, and it makes sense why she hasn't got it yet because I'm imagining because I was socializing so much as well, she was probably like on it being like, yo, I need to make sure I wash my hands. Because I was just, I was getting amongst it. I was yeah. in Belfast. Manchester. Oh, it's mate, back same. to Belfast. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wasn't going about that much, but yeah, it would be the same kind of like. I was in Portsmouth, then London. Yeah. So I did a, I did the rounds. You in, did a fair two bit. Week, two you weeks. did do a fair bit. Yeah. I can't believe. So one of our mates, obviously, he was with you. He managed to come back on the 29th. He didn't get COVID. Yeah. Every still single person I know. Shout out to man like Lee. Do you know what I mean? Every yeah. single person I know who went home, they all, every single person Everyone got, got it. Everyone got it, yeah. And, and he's, he's just, one. whoever he, he paid. Did, just lied. Well, do you know, you can do that fit to fly. Some He probably just got someone else to swab it and then sent it off. Nah, I he heard did, that's what some people have he done. Did, he actually went to a clinic. He did it as I heard one. some people. Some I heard some people, people, yeah, got other people to do their PCRs to fly home. Disgusting. But he he's all the way in Torquay though, like all the way down south in Devon, yeah. which like a, he he even said like just the the cases down there weren't that high because it's so far out. Yeah, of, but like, he went to, he went out in Portsmouth. Oh, I guess he'd already done his test. Nah, he did the test the uh. day the day I was leaving Portsmouth. Fair. So even if I had given it to him, it wouldn't have come up on the test because it was like a three to four day incubation period. Fair. But he still hasn't gotten it. He, when he got back to Sydney, he was sick. But he did the flow test and it was still it was still negative. I was so jealous, man. I was like seeing when I found out that like I couldn't come home, I was so stressed, man. At first, I had like proper anxiety because I was I had a boat party I wanted to go on. I had like mm. ten days to be here before going back to work. All these different things planned, and I was just like seeing you know Insta stories and mm. videos and pit. I was just like, oh, I just nah, this isn't fair. I remember when this you is- find out, you I was just like just quit stress and there's, there's no there's point there's nothing you can yeah. do yeah. it's like when I found out I was positive and you were like you yeah, okay you're cool I'm, I'm just like mate. I mean there's not much I can do it is yeah. what it is I just my, own, my biggest stress was worrying where, where I was going to stay and if I'm not even worrying because <clears> I knew I could have just gotten a hotel room but it was, the stress was the amount of money I was going <laughs> to it was more the finance oh, of 100%. like having to spend potentially a thousand pounds yeah. for like ten days in a hotel because obviously they don't have the free ones there like they, <sighs> they used to have here but that was my biggest stress. It wasn't really the fact that I had it because I would just be in London in a hotel. But yeah. then obviously, like, family came through in the clutch and, like, ended up getting the So stay. handy. Yeah. Felt so blessed. Like, I was proper emotional thinking about it. Hi, because the night before I left, I did, like, a FaceTime with my uncle, and my cousin, his daughter, and, like, her mum. And there was, like, four of us on, like, the FaceTime. And then we we're just, like, kind of chatting. And I was just saying, like, how, like, thankful I am just for mm. for what they've done. Because in my head, when I was on that train and I got the email saying I was positive and getting up to Clapham Junction Station where my uncle's picking me up, in my head, when I tested positive, I was like, I don't even expect him to, like, yeah. come anywhere near me. So I rang him and was like, we've got a situation. I've just tested positive. And he was just like, where, where are you? And um, I just responded and said, I'm standing outside Clapham Junction station so yeah. he, he just drove around and comes in and just puts my suitcase in the back seat and then just says just get in the back and just put a mask on so we all had a mask on and then he just drove me to his house and I stayed in his 
my cousin's room because he's two kids but then yeah, yeah. my cousin whose apartment I was staying in he has a room there as well so I stayed in there yeah. for one night and then went to my cousin's but even my mum was just saying this is why you're so blessed to have family and I, oh, I think 100%. we were saying and when I was chatting to them on WhatsApp because I didn't get a chance to see them before I go he was just like what's, what's the point of family if you can't help each other oh, whenever 100%. you're in need like that but in my head because I expect so little of people and I, I'm like I try to do shit on my own yeah Whenever he was like, well, Jamal's going to Greece, we'll call him and see if you can That's really stay nice. in his apartment. And my cousin was like, yeah, 100%, you can chill. I was staying at my best mate's parents' house. And um, I remember when, so I tested positive, And obviously you guys were testing and all that. And like, obviously, look, you know, most of me was like, I really hope you guys get back to Australia. But if I'm being really honest, that, somewhere deep down, 10%. I wanted you to be stuck here with me. <laughs> and when you became positive, a little bit of me was happy. I know you were. I was like, oh, thank God. It's not me. Just fucking miserable. I've had that. I've got to stay. I'm like, okay, someone is in the shit with me. And then you managed to get back before me because I did a fit to fly and I posted it in the wrong fucking letterbox. So stupid. Oh, mate. If, if anyone Whoa. saw Dan's story of me absolutely shouting at him on, um, on WhatsApp, I was what like, you absolute. are so stupid. So pretty much what happens in the UK, there's a company called Randox that, are, that send out these fit to fly home kits and they send it to you and then you obviously do the test mm. and then you send you send them back for free. But you put it in like but, a specific yeah. So Randox of like put the, these random COVID test boxes all over London or all over whatever city you live in and that's the box you're meant to put it in so that when it gets picked up it goes straight there. It's not going through like the normal public postal system of the Royal yeah. Mail. So Dan obviously being shit at life admin never actually reading intense ADHD which he needs to take medication for. <laughs> Doesn't read and then slides the Randox testing kit into a Royal Mail box. For anyone who's not from the UK, Royal Mail is like the same as Australia Post. But it was like a priority box. So in my mind, I was like, oh, this is like the one you're meant to put it in. But what's annoying is that like, so I looked up afterwards, right? So I looked up where the Randox post boxes are. There aren't a lot of ones near my area. There yeah, actually aren't. But what is so annoying is that there is one on the same fucking high street where I put the letter in. The exact same high street, about 100 metres, there is one right there. I was like, that is an absolute piss take. That's karma. Mate. That was, the, that was the universe. For, I don't want to incriminate you on the podcast. <laughs> if we don't say it, it's not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was an absolute piss take. So I managed to then book it for a couple of days later. And by that time, my mates are like, are you ever going home? <laughs> and I, I was chatting to someone. Um, I was chatting to someone over here. And they were like, oh, man, you must be really pissed that... You went home and you spent all this money and you then had to pay for another flight and you fucked up with the letter and you must just be so pissed. You know, I've been here and like, yeah, I've done Fraser and a couple of other bits and I was like, yeah, thanks. That is exactly what's happened. I really appreciate that fucking observation. <laughs> That's made me feel a lot better about everything. I really, really appreciate that. Um, you did spend a lot of money though. I spent so much money organising really, new... I'm not really sure what on though. That's the thing. I don't you're, know. You're meant to be stuck inside. I know. Yeah, I was meant to be stuck inside. But it's so good to be back. Honestly, coming back, I was like, it is just so good to be back. And, you know, I'm never leaving again. I'm just not going to leave. Until until everything is, like, back to normal. Until, like, retrospectively now, I maybe would have pushed it back a couple of months and gone, like, maybe around March time. I only went because it was Christmas. That was it. It is easier to see everyone. Everyone's on annual leave and stuff like that. I genuinely wouldn't have gone if they opened the borders at a different time when it was winter there and gone but it's just because it's Christmas I was like oh it'd be nice to go home at Christmas would have been cool for like going there in summer though you know two days of summer uh, yeah I'll definitely next time I go it will definitely be summer and I'll probably do a lot longer than two weeks have you got any big New Year's resolutions I'm not really a fan okay I'm not really a fan of New Year's resolutions you don't have just, any resolutions you can have goals just goals yeah, yeah. that's why I prefer goals mm. Um, I think hang around more like-minded people mm. um hang around people that are gonna like motivate me and push me to like do more than what i'm already doing because it's it's so, and i'm quite um self like motivated anyway mm. in terms of not being comfortable with being comfortable or mm-hmm. not being comfortable with just like being where I am, I'm always looking to the future. And I've always had this mindset since I was younger. I always just, I always thought that I was going to do more than just like the normal. Mm. So I think this year in 2022, I'm I'm going to try and hang around with more people that are like, like that way inclined as well. Mm. So I find if you don't, 
you kind of you kind of end up in a rut and you end up not moving forward or moving back. You just kind of plateau and you just sit. If there's no one else, like if, yeah, if you're not around people who are also trying to push and progress their, themselves in a career, then you're probably not going to bother either. Especially if you are like, say in your friendship group, if you're the one that's probably doing one of the best out of a group, like you, you're not going to be motivated to do more because yeah, you're going to be comparing yourself to that group of people. Mm. So I think this year, I'm, like I'm going to hang around, hopefully meet new people, yeah. and then maybe even try and motivate people around me to try and push. Because yeah. I think we're all at an age now. I'm 29. I'm 30 this year. Shout out. We're all at an age now Scary. where we, where we should we should be trying to create a life for ourselves yeah. that we can see ourselves living wherever. Like our 20s are like done. Your 20s are the time where you you get to fuck around. Really you get sad. to like this is really so <laughs> saying this. What are you saying this? Your, twi- your 20s are the time where you get to. <clears throat> That's not true. Fuck around. You get to. Sp- make money and spend money you get to break your heart you get to break others hearts you know what i mean like you get to do all that sort of stuff your 30s are and from what i've been told people in the 30s your 30s are normally when you you have it somewhat figured out and you have an idea of what you want to do so in six months i'm like suddenly going to be like i've got life sorted out and i'll stop spunking money up the wall you're about 10 years behind okay sweet so i've still got 10 years to go but you know what i mean i think i think coming up to this point in life now i'm i'm ready to kind of create a timeline of where my where I see my life going over the next ten years, I but I move, I'll move in silence. I'm not talking about anything. Just move in silence. Silent killer. But yeah, I think I think that's my main goal. Just trying to start pushing myself a little bit more, and try to try to create a life that I I want to live mm. long long term wise. Mm. What about you? What's your goal? Let's get to 50,000 followers on TikTok. That'd be fucking sick. We've grown quite a bit. I didn't ask about TikTok. I well, that's that. one of the goals I have for, okay. you know, for us to get to that on our TikTok page. About this you, is though. like a But what about you? Yeah, but what about you? But what about could trying to could trying to stall. I think that um one of the goals... I don't know really. I think one of the goals I, was, I would like to I start. Gonna, I was going to say as soon as you started talking I was going to be like you're just going to bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you started talking, I was like, this guy is just going to chat shit. He's so just going to make it up on the spot. So the <laughs> If you don't have any, just, just I think say one you of, don't one have of any the, yet. One of the things I'd like to do is start a side hustle and get some form of like passive income. That's one of okay. the things I'd really like to do. Whether that's like doing something online, potentially looking at getting a place somewhere. There is something I want to do of just getting some form of passive income. That's like a big goal of mine for, for 2022. What, what, like what? I don't know. What are you passionate about? I don't really know. Like, this is what I'm trying to figure out. I'm passionate about having some form of passive income, whether I need to be passionate about it. I'm not sure. You, know, you should be passionate about every sort of income you get into. You, you should. Or have some sort you of, should. like, interest. You should be, but I'm more passionate about getting more of my time back so I can spend it elsewhere. That's what I'm more passionate about. Yeah. So, like, accomplishing that however I can, I'm not really so bothered about that. That might change. As long as it's legal. Of course it's going to be legal. Um, why does it need to be passive though why can you not just work to get more money because it's, it's just pa- like, getting getting passive income is not that easy I know it isn't easy yeah of course anything that's like worth doing isn't going to be mm. easy but it's something that I would like to do you're really good at sales and chat and shit why, yeah. why don't you teach people how to sell you know I've thought of that before I actually have thought of that before and create and, a course yeah I actually have thought about that before um, and that would be quite cool um, and one of my friends does that and I really want to have I, I actually was thinking of looking into that so that actually could be a possibility uh, do like a create like a TikTok page or something and the thing is there's quite I would say there's quite a few TikTok pages that already do that but that doesn't mean there's no reason not to do it because there's billions of people man there are so yeah. billions yeah, like everyone does everything yeah, but it's exactly. more like you just need to find your niche, niche where yeah. people are going to watch you um, yeah so that that is a goal to earn Capt- some form cap- of capture their attention within the first five seconds yeah uh, Add some form of extra income mm. to potentially give me some time back. That, I think, that's a goal for 2022. I think one thing that both of us should try to do as well is just try and like start adding more value to people's lives. Mm. And I think that's like why I enjoy doing the podcast as well. And that's why I like to talk about relationships and dating and stuff. Because so many people <coughs> enjoy listening and enjoy hearing a male's point of view on, cer- on certain situations. Like when I talk to like some of our like our girlfriends and like even just girls that I meet out and about and they're always so interested mm. to hear like a male's perspective because it's so 
everyone's always going to have a, a, a different perspective in anything. It's like if we had this coffee cup sitting here and you're looking at it from that side and I'm looking at it from that side, that's the same exact coffee cup that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. But because I'm looking at it from this side, whatever's on this side could be totally different to mm-hmm. what is there. And based on past experiences, whether that's in your childhood, teenage years, adulthood, mm-hmm. um, everyone's has a different, somewhat a different outlook and an exact same situation. That's why especially for women, not sure about dudes, I think most of our listeners are women, but women enjoy hearing our point of view and it helps and it will help them navigate through the dating world as well. Because when I hear a woman's point of view on one of my situations, I'm just like, I would never have thought about it that way. Mm. And I think whenever we've, we've been blessed to like have this platform where people actually listen to it and people watch our videos, engage with the podcast, whatever, I think we'd be doing a disservice to not ensure that that we're adding value to people's lives. You mm. know what I mean? And I think that's one thing I want to make sure that we do this year for sure is that we're constantly making sure when people are listening, they take something. It could be one person takes something or it could be five minutes of good content that the people that are listening can walk away and think, holy shit, I never thought about that. Or mm. holy shit, that's like what I've been thinking about and it's so good to hear it from from their point of view. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. think that's something that we should definitely make sure that we're doing. And in terms of like giving value, I think one of the things I was trying to help like a lot of my friends through is, you know, when people are going through like difficult times is how to kind of work through that. The main reason why I really enjoyed doing that is because I've have dealt with quite a few things in the past. And I think who I am is who I've always been. Mm. I find it really easy to navigate through tough situations, but just completely like let it go mm. and just carry on with my life. Maybe it's some form of like compartmentalizing. Yeah. But I was trying to figure out the reason why I find it now so easy and it's now part of like my habitual life. Mm. Like no matter how much like pain or how much emotion you have around something, the world carries on moving. It doesn't stop for anyone. So if you don't understand that, And if you don't understand how to process that and move through it, Mm. you'll be stuck in that painful moment for the rest of your life. And that's why I find it so easy now that when something serious does happen, I just process it and move on and just let it go. Mm. And I think that's something I try and help a lot of my friends with. Like when I went home, there were a few things I would speak to my friends about and that would be like a really big thing that I would bring to it that you can't just be stuck in those moments forever. Yeah. Because otherwise you'll never do anything. So that is like something in terms of like bringing value to people that I I, I always try to do in some like way, shape or form. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Some bars there. Your boys, I remember you, you mentioned that you had like an analogy for me during the week. Oh. You like, no, I'm going to wait until the pod because I like, want to hear your reaction. Okay, so I was chatting to one of my friends back home. It was, about, it was to do with relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. to do with relationships. So we'll get back to basics. It was to do with relationships. So one of my friends back home I was, who I was talking to has been through like a few situations and they've they're quite, they've become like quite a closed off person and they know they've got a few issues that they need to work so through. a woman or a, or a man? A woman. Okay. And she uh, has never really had like a long-term relationship. Anyway, she said this thing to me and she was like, oh, <clears throat> look, the right person is just going to come along and when the right person does come along, it will just work out. And I was like, I don't really think, I, I just completely disagree. Like in terms of what you need to walk through, you've basically built up this huge steel door, this impenetrable steel door and you just think someone's going to come come by and expect them to just hammer away and hammer away and hammer away until it's knocked down. Why would they do that when they can see 10 other doors that they can probably just open and walk through? Yeah. There's only so much time and patience and energy people have and energy is currency. Time is currency. Mm-hmm. You can't expect people to try and break down your steel door when there's loads of just normal doors they can just walk through straight away. Yeah. So unless you deal with your shit and you unlock some of those padlocks, no one's ever going to try and open it. Yeah. So that's what you have to do for the right person to come along. Mm. The right person is not going to come along. You have to make it... Uh, an environment where people want, want to, to be around to walk you. In. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like, that seems like if uh, love is like worth fighting for or something like that, or if, or something like shit like that, where it's like, if, if it's not, if you're not fighting for it, then it's not worth it. But it's like, why do you have to fight? Mm. It's like love in my head should be easy. Mm. Like I shouldn't have to be fighting for your attention with an ex or yeah. like, 
chasing you down the road in the rain and throwing pebbles at your window. Like all this Disney, PS I love you, love actually bullshit. And I said this to my mum because my mum was watching loads of Christmas films and she was watching, I think, Love Actually or one of those other really romantic um, Christmas films. And I was just, I was on my laptop and I was just kind of like going in and out. I'm like, this is such bullshit. Mm. And she's like, why? I was just like, this is the issue with relationships and and people's expectation of what love should be. It's like, look at this. Like, they're all running around, falling in and out of love. Then they break up and they come back and it's like Christmas and it's like, oh my God, I did, this wasn't what I was supposed to be. And I was like, Disney and TV. Mm. And I guess it, it makes for entertainment and people love that sort of up and down roller coaster shit. But then it creates this like unrealistic expectation of what a relationship and love should be. And I and I used to be like that whenever I met someone and it was nice and it was easy. And I, I used to think, oh, this isn't... Mm. I obviously don't like this girl that much because... Because there's no big fight I'm I'm it. not feeling like... No yeah, I'm not feeling the turmoil in my stomach. My yeah. heart's not beating um, because like whenever I, whenever I see her or my heart's not beating because they haven't replied, it's just like, why... Why should like your heart rate go up and down every time you're speaking to them? And that's like, I feel like that's a bad sign whenever you you get like nervous and stuff when you're meeting someone because then it's not coming, it's not coming from a place of actual like genuine feelings. The the nerves I feel comes from a place of almost uncertainty. Mm. Any girl that I've ever been, any girl I've ever been really comfortable with, are the ones that I've liked the most. The ones where I just felt like so comfortable just being in their presence, so comfortable mm. in the silence, so comfortable just when I'm hanging out with them. It just felt like nice. And then now that I've gotten to this stage in life where I, whenever I used to think if there's no turmoil, if there's no heartbreak, then it's not worth it. Now when I've, when I've experienced the calmness, just like this is actually so nice. Mm. So And some sometimes people can think like the word nice or chilled or relax can be like an like a negative thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you obviously don't like her enough or you don't like him enough, but that's what you should be looking for as an adult. Because if there's if there's chaos and turmoil at the start of it, what's gonna happen in twenty, thirty years, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because if it starts crazy now, it's only gonna get crazier whenever 100%. you move in with each other, when you have kids, when you have jobs, when you have mm-hmm. a debt, when you have when you have way more responsibilities. At the start when it's just you and the only responsibility is to ensure mm. that you don't break each other's hearts. You know yeah. what I mean? If that's all that you need to do and you can't even do that, what happens when you start to bring in another life, when you have a, even a pet, a mortgage, yeah. debt, credit cards, yeah. jobs that work different hours of the day? You know what yeah. I mean? That's just going to like increase the intensity and the chaos and the turmoil. So I think if you're in a relationship now and you think the chaos and the turmoil that you're experiencing is a part of what it's supposed to be. Maybe you should double. You probably just had like a really bad um, perspective on what like relationships are meant to be like, Mm. Um, which I can, yeah, definitely like relate to that. And sometimes it's, it's obviously there's going to be arguments. Yeah. And you're going to have disagreements. That's not what people, that's not, that's not what chaos and turmoil is. The chaos and turmoil is whenever you're experiencing like, Ne- when you have a negative experience and you are feeding off that as a reason as to why this is love it's like I'm fighting for the love that I want and, mm. the, and our love it's like is that what you're really fighting for or are you fighting because that's what you think mm. that's what you think it should be which is not bloody th- isn't I think after reading some of these I'm still reading the attached book at the moment because I didn't read any back in the UK yeah, I, didn't think you would have. I just watched loads of Netflix not like you didn't have any time or anything yeah I know um, but what I've, from the portion I've read I really do like it it's, it's, it's an interesting book and now looking back at some of like the situationships or the relationships I've had I can now like kind of put like an attachment style to it so yeah. like for certain things that ended in a certain way I'm like I've got a bit more perspective but also like more empathy around the towards yourself scenario towards, towards them okay. towards them there's one pers- person in particular where now looking back I'm like oh they were definitely like just a huge avoidant so it's not fair for me I don't need to have all this like turmoil or anger around it or like you know remorse or whatever it is it's like I can just appreciate that that's mm. probably come from somewhere yeah that's because that's what they've seen growing up and that's probably something they're gonna have to work through so it kind of just like gives me a lot more perspective of just like just let it go you know which is good. 
Because yeah, I don't I think wish, you I need to carry around. I yeah, because I don't think like like I said before, there's no point carrying around those like emotions or like that hurt. Just understand it and process it and move on. You know. Yeah. She's so not stuck in that moment. It's not going to benefit anyone. Well, but yeah, read, you reading that. the book. Yeah, it's good. Well, I did the test again. I've done the test like three times now, and it's. I would say like I'm like in between some form of like secure and avoidant. That mm. that that's what I would say. Um, but it keeps saying I'm quite secure, but I'm like looking, it's because some of the questions that they, they don't, some of the questions that they're not related to some of the situations I had with my ex. So I mm. find it hard to answer it. Like the stuff they're asking, I'm asking it genuinely in the perspective in that relationship, but they're not like very specific. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah. not like a very good test. Maybe like how the questions are laid out just isn't that good. Now the, the, the questions are laid out specifically in, in that way to, so I find with a lot of those personality tests, they would ask you the same question, mm, but they yeah, word it very, they word it very differently mm. to so that they can it can gauge whether your first answer was actually bullshit. So yeah, like, they'll ask you the same thing, word it differently, and then they check to see if it would like correlate with the in terms of like the code and the algorithm to see whether like it's actually on par. And I think that's how they gauge it. But when I did it, I was literally just basing my answers not on who I am today, but basing it on. Who I was when I was in those relationships. What did you come out with? Avoidant. Anxious avoidant. Mm. But then, like, girls I've dated since flag. my last relationship. No, anxious avoidance fine. Is it? Yeah. Um, it's it's if you're fully avoidant, that's when it's it's tough work. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't finished the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, you haven't got that yeah. far. Um, but even girl, girls that I've dated since my last relationship. Shout out to my ex. Shout out to my ex. Shout out to your ex. Yeah. Um, since her. They've all thought that I've that I'm secure, mm. and I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. But then again, and then I I would say to them, I did the test and I'm anxious avoidant. But then again, I would say, but that was me basing it off of who I was 18 mm. months ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because obviously, in the book, I don't know if it says it says this where you are yet, but it, it talks about because obviously, if you're an avoidant, you don't want to be an avoidant. Mm. And if you're anxious, you don't don't really want to be be anxious. anxious, Like the ideal situation is to be bloody secure. Mm. And I think there's a section in the book where it talks about whether the, if there's a possibility to stop being those and the book says, yes, it is possible, but it just doesn't happen. Like it has, it has to come from doing the work, accepting the attachment style that you are, what, how it it has affected you and your relationships and just doing the work in order to like make that move but it has to be like a conscious effort to like yeah transition into that you know what i mean well if you're like so from you've done quite a lot of like self-development books in the past like year Mm. if you're now going on a date with someone and let's say you make the assumption that there's some form of like avoidant or anxious attachment style yeah does that put you off going another date Uh, with them if they so it depends on it depends on the person what they're doing to actually like fix, how do you pick fix, it up though on a first date do you know what I mean you don't... oh well I wouldn't be worried about it on the first date okay so like you're more than happy to still go through like a couple of dates okay yeah, yeah yeah I wouldn't be trying to work out their attachment style on the first date like, it's not something you have to work out but you might just naturally pick something up through like um, conversation you might yeah but like yeah it, it depends it depends on the, the amount of time I'm going to be investing in the person like if they're yeah. avoidant and I'm not going to be going on more than one date or two or three dates, then I don't really care. It's like, yeah. if, I, if I make a decision to say, okay, I actually like this girl, let's see let's see how we go, then if I'm picking up there's an avoidant attachment style, there's going to be one or two things, like, do they know they're avoidant? Mm. And are they working on that to, like, become better and, and not be avoidant? Cause I think that's massive. Or if they're not doing that, then I'll, I would just wouldn't entertain... I think that's avoidant because then that would like trigger my anxious attachment style. Yeah, and I don't want. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's 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 the thing the book says. Like, you, your, your attachment doesn't really come to fruition until something triggers it. Mm. So you can be avoidant in a relationship and have like the best year, two, three years, whatever. But then your partner could do something that triggers the avoidant. Could be something from your childhood, and then that's what your avoidant triggers just come, and then then you start being avoidant. You start pushing back. Same with anxious. You could be, not be anxious for a year, two years, but then your partner could do something that triggers it. Fair. And then now you're being anxious. But the key with wanting to date the secure is that whenever that person gets triggered, a secure person is, knows how to handle it. Knows how to handle it, yeah. yeah. Because if you're avoidant and an anxious or dating, if, 
the avoidant gets triggered and starts pushing back, an anxious person will again get triggered and then try to get closer to the avoidant because they, they can feel them pushing back. So if the anxious is going towards the avoidant, being like, no, love me more, the avoidant's being pushed back yeah, because yeah. they're like, I don't want that. So then it's kind of like a tug of war, which is why anxious and avoidance technically don't work out most I, times. I think that, yeah, if, if I'm on a date or, you know, a couple of dates in with someone, but if I can see that they're like, it's a ma- I think it's it's a hugely attractive trait when someone is like doing self-development it's ma- it's so attractive when you know that someone is yeah. like they've acknowledged like a like a like a uh i've just had like a brain freeze they've acknowledged like a part of themselves that needs working on i was gonna say flaw but i wouldn't call it yeah exactly flaw, i wouldn't yeah that's why i was like i got stuck for words there but yeah they've acknowledged a part of themselves they want to work on and they're actively doing something to work and i'm like mm. that is so there's so much like self-reflectiveness and growth in that yeah you know there's so much that says a lot about someone mm. just being able to identify that and go i actively want to work on this to better myself that's because there are so many people i know and they're like oh it is it's just the way i am i'm like i'm i'm automatically turned off yeah i'm like that's a really just not Take shit it or leave it. it's just like shit it's yeah. a bit shit you're like you, you, you're acting like it's up to the universe oh it's just who i am it's the way things are you yeah. know the chips are where they may i'm like that is so just like you're giving your like autonomy away to just fucking the universe i'm like that's bollocks mm. and that automatically i would just be like nah yeah i agree and it's like not even about being completely like fixed it's yeah not, it's just in it's, that it's, f- it's, like it's, uh, frame of mind, yeah, of, frame of mind i can always work on yeah. things i can always like f- you know do better i can mm. always you know go to the next step i think that is just that also then gives you like the kind of insight this if we were to date there's so much room for growth, growth yeah. in this relationship and you want to be we'll always be able well. to talk communicate we'll always be able to work on things i'm like that is massive because yeah the worst thing you can do is be trying to you know I guess, be in a situation with someone and try to have a conversation to try and fix something and they just shut everything down by just, it's just the way I am. It's just the way things are. Just yeah. get over it. If you don't like that, well, then you don't like me. Yeah. You know, it's just like, obviously, you know, you don't want to change someone, but that's not the same as being like, this is a bit of an issue mm. that you're going to be dealing with. You might want to work on that as yeah, like yeah, a person exactly. for like self-development. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Oh, it's so it's, good to be back, man. Yeah, it's a good little first episode. Mm. well everyone thank you very much yeah thank you as always it's been a pleasure I hope you've uh, gotten this far mm. it's not that long of an episode it's probably going to be like 50 minutes but um, thank you very much for listening it's 2022 it's time to become bigger and better Jeez. put yourself out there that's it make the most of life if one thing last year taught us is that like nothing is certain yeah the glass is not half full it's not half empty just refillable <laughs> well on that note peace and love stay peace safe and love. peace Bye.